WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. A judge this week handed down the longest prison term so far in the plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Pete Musico was sentenced to at least 12 years in prison. Joe Morrison got 10 years and Paul Beller got 7. Following the sentences in Jackson County yesterday, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel weighed in. The takeaway from these cases is that, quite simply, acts of domestic terrorism uh, will be treated with the utmost seriousness and gravity by the criminal justice system. These are incredibly serious cases, and these are very lengthy sentences for the defendants that decided it was worth it uh, to engage in this kind of conduct. Nestle noted the defendants and other members of the Wolverine Watchmen group not only wanted to kidnap the governor, but also expressed interest in murdering members of law enforcement. Jason Wiley is the new director of Medic One. The Medic One Board of Trustees named him director this week after he'd served as interim director since October. Wiley spoke to the Orinoco Township Board of Trustees this week and said he's settling in. At Medic One are changing, as you probably all are aware. I am personally quite busy at the moment, but that's okay. Wiley said, quote, things are good, people are happy, staffing is good, and we have a good atmosphere at Medic One. He replaces former Medic One director Jack Fisher, who was placed on paid leave back in October. After a lot of work by the Army Corps of Engineers, the City of St. Joseph's stakeholders, and the King Company, an emergency dredge project has now cleared a path through the shoal blocking the harbor in St. Joseph. The path will allow vessel traffic to come straight in and out without assist tugs, and it will also allow self-unloading bulk carriers to use the harbor. That's according to St. Joseph Harbor Master Michael Moran. With the season now winding down and quarries starting to close up for the winter, Moran says it's hard to say if we can squeeze in another self-unloader or not. He adds the job is not finished and additional dredging will be needed in the spring. The Van Buren County Road Commission is reminding residents about how it responds to winter weather and heavy snowfall. Finance Director Linnea Rader tells us when there's a winter storm or just heavy snow, the plows head out early. Crews typically will start between 4 and 6 a.m. If it snows overnight, they will be in and starting to hit the road around 4 a.m. Rader says they always start by plowing the primary roads or those with a CR designation, Red Arrow Highway or Blue Star Highway. Then it's on to the county secondary roads, and finally they plow residential areas. The Van Buren County Road Commission lacks the resources to have plows out all night. Weekends, holidays, everything is evaluated on an as-needed basis. What the event looks like, what we're getting, how much snowfall, for what roads get hit at what time. Raider says the commission is responsible for more than 1,300 miles of road, and it can take 6 to 10 hours to respond to the entire county when there's a heavy snowstorm. The commission has about 35 plow routes, and Raider notes they are fully staffed this winter. As a burst of snow hit southwest Michigan last Friday, December 9th, a multi-vehicle crash involving two semis and another vehicle caused westbound I-94 to close for several hours in St. Joseph Township. Now, according to a social media post made today by the Lincoln Township Fire Department, firefighters responded to a call for mutual aid from St. Joseph Township during which they saved a man who was pinned underneath a semi and the guardrail over Lincoln Avenue last Friday. They say with the help of Zilke towing, they were able to free that man, saving his leg and his life. 
St. Joseph Township Police Department did not immediately return a call for additional information on last week's crash. Earlier this week, the incident was still under investigation. A drive sober or get pulled over drunk driving enforcement campaign is now underway as police work to keep the roads safe for Christmas and New Year's Eve. Berrien County Undersheriff Chuck Height tells us the Sheriff's Department is teaming up with the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration to have extra deputies out looking for drunk drivers. Height says has some advice for those who are celebrating. So the biggest thing is to make a plan ahead of time to keep from bad decisions happening. Make sure you've got a plan of a designated driver or someone else to drive so we don't have any issues. We do see an increase of crashes and OWIs during the holiday season when different gatherings happen. Height adds just because marijuana is legal now, that doesn't mean you can drive buzz. Yeah, if you're shown to be under the influence, whether it's alcohol or drug, you can be arrested for it. Eleven people died in crashes during the 2021 Christmas and New Year's holiday period. In 2021, 32% of fatal crashes involved a drunk driver, pedestrian, or bicyclist, and that 24% of fatal crashes involved drugs. Hyde says the extra patrols started today and run through January 1st. Stay home if you're sick and avoid people who are sick. That's the advice of Van Buren Cass District Health Department Medical Director Larry Weil, who issued guidance this week as hospitalizations from respiratory illnesses rise. Weil says there are several hundred types of viruses that can cause cold symptoms, and the vast majority of the time those illnesses get better on their own. However, he says there's no quick fix. Common cold treatments like drugstore medications or plenty of fluids and rest can quell the symptoms, but they won't make the cold go away faster or make you less contagious. The best thing to do if you are sick is to stay away from others and to stay away from sick people when you're well. Meanwhile, he notes there are vaccines available and easy to get for both COVID and the flu. And the city of Buchanan will receive another $300,000 from the Michigan Department of Natural Resources Trust Fund for the McCoy's Creek Trail Extension Project. The city says the goal is to extend McCoy's Creek Trail to River St. Joe Brewery at Flatwater Farms. The existing McCoy's Creek Trail is a roughly five-mile path that runs along McCoy's Creek through Prairie, downtown Buchanan, and E.B. Clark Woods. The McCoy's Creek Trail Extension Project would extend the existing McCoy's Creek Trail a half mile along Shermer Parkway down River Street across River Street Bridge into Buchanan Township. The $300,000 Natural Resources Trust Fund grant will enable completion of the project. Buchanan Mayor Scott Dennison says, quote, this was the last piece we needed. Now it's time to build a trail. The extension is the first step to connect Buchanan to the Indiana-Michigan River Valley Trail. Construction is planned for 2023 and 2024. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. A government shutdown has been temporarily avoided thanks to a temporary funding bill approved by Congress. More from ABC's Ike Egiochi in Washington. Late last night, the Senate averted a government shutdown by approving the temporary funding bill that expires on December 23rd by a vote of 71 to 19. This buys lawmakers time to pass a year-long, roughly $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill that funds all agencies of the federal government. Nobody's going to get everything they want, but the final product will include wins everyone can get behind, including passing the Electoral Count Act, emergency aid for Ukraine, and funding for our kids, our veterans, our small businesses, and our military families. Ike Ajachi, ABC News, Washington. An Iowa construction worker has been sentenced to five years in prison after being at the center of one of the most harrowing scenes of the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol. 
Douglas Jensen led a mob chasing Capitol Police Officer Eugene Goodman, who quickly diverted the rioters away from the Senate chamber. Jensen was wearing a T-shirt celebrating the QAnon conspiracy theory. Judge Timothy Kelly today said he wasn't sure Jensen understood the gravity of what he was doing. Jensen was convicted in September of obstructing Congress and assaulting or interfering with police officers. President Joe Biden is in Delaware today holding a town hall with veterans to discuss expanding benefits under the new PAC Act, which provides assistance to veterans who were exposed to toxin, toxic burn pits in the course of their deployment. President Biden had told those in attendance it's his honor to treat veterans and their families as they should be. The top priority in America. ABC's Karen Travers has more. President Biden today put a spotlight on the new benefits available for veterans under the PACT Act. One of the most significant laws in our history to help millions of veterans who are exposed to toxic substances during the military service. This law is very personal for the president, who believes his late son Bo's brain cancer was caused by exposure to burn pits while he served in Iraq. The president urged all veterans from recent wars to enroll in the VA health care to be screened for toxic exposures and file their claims, which will start being processed on January 1st. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Twitter suspended the accounts of several journalists who covered the social media platform, the latest battle over what can and cannot be said on the site since billionaire Elon Musk took control of it. Accounts of reporters with the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, Voice America, and other publications went dark yesterday. The company did not explain why it took down the accounts and made their profiles and past tweets disappear. The sudden suspension of news reporters followed Musk's decision Wednesday to permanently ban an account that automatically tracked the flights of his private jet using publicly available data. There are some concerning signs in Las Vegas when it comes to viruses. More from ABC's Alex Stone. One way communities know the true picture of how viruses are spreading is to trace what's in wastewater, seen as an early warning system before many people even know they're sick. Right now in Las Vegas, a wastewater is showing a COVID explosion, far beyond what was seen during Omicron. Cassius Lockett is director of disease surveillance at Southern Nevada Health District. He says reported cases are low, but the wastewater shows virus activity is actually very high. Cases are undercount now because of the infusion of home test kits. He says based on what they're seeing, the real numbers are likely 10 times what's being reported. Alex Stone, EBC News. Officials say Ukraine's capital came under one of the biggest attacks of the war as Russia's invading forces fired dozens of missiles across the country. The strikes led to widespread emergency power outages and targeted critical infrastructure in cities including Kiev. The head of the country's armed forces said they intercepted 60 of the 76 missiles that were launched. More than half of the missiles were directed at Kiev. A new poll has found four in 10 adults have gotten the latest COVID vaccine booster or plan to get it as soon as they could. ABC's Brian Clark says the numbers show the booster is more effective. Any vaccination is still more effective than no vaccination against COVID-19. But a new CDC study of adults over 65 found the updated bivalent booster was 73 percent more effective at preventing hospitalization compared to people who were just considered fully vaccinated, meaning they'd received at least two doses. It was 83 percent effective when compared to fully vaccinated patients who had received at least their primary series more than a year ago. Brian Clark, ABC News. Brittany Griner says she's grateful to be back in the United States and plans on playing basketball again next season for the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury. Her comments came a week after she was released from a Russian prison, freed in a dramatic high-level prisoner exchange. Griner went on to say that she wanted to make it clear she intends to return to the court with the Mercury. 
And will a return to Pandora be profitable? The first box office numbers are in for Avatar, The Way of Water. Morph, maybe he's Matt Wolf. Outstanding. A solid start for Avatar, The Way of Water at the box office. The sequel to James Cameron's 2009 sci-fi epic took in $17 million in previews Thursday. Estimates have it tracking up to $175 million this weekend. This is our home! That's still a long way to go before even touching the original Avatar numbers, which is still globally the most successful movie of all time. $2.9 billion to be exact. Let's get it done. 20th Century Studios and ABC News are both owned by parent company Disney. Matt Wolf, ABC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.